these are. <laughs> no fear. No political correctness. No wokeism. You're listening to Underground USA. Before we get into today's episode on Talk Back with Chuck Wilder, which is based primarily on the most recent piece that I wrote, Do We Really Understand the Meaning of Freedom? It's important that we realize that we have a bastardized concept of freedom right now in the United States. Politicians and the media tell us what our freedoms are. They keep telling us we are free, but the more you look at the way the government interacts with the individual and how the government interacts with private business, especially small business, we see that freedom is subjective. It's not necessarily laissez-faire freedom that we are experiencing here in the United States. We're even at a point where advocacy and special interest groups are telling us what our rights are as they literally diminish those rights that are protected by the Bill of Rights. Their rights are creating socially engineered rights that elevate government to the all-powerful, and once again we see that the powers that be are channeling the creation of power and the ability to define what freedom is for the individual to the government itself. That's not the way our country was set up. Our founders and framers created the United States, and the union between the 50 separate states with 50 separate constitutions to elevate the individual, to support the individual, to celebrate the diversity of individualism, not the diversity of factions. So when we hear people talking about how free we are, yes, we probably are some of the freest people in the world, but it's not the freedom that they shop to us. It's the freedom that they want to install for us. Progressives are notorious for redefining words. They redefine the Constitution into a living document that they believe is malleable, and this is why you see the constant attack on the Second Amendment, the First Amendment, the Fourth Amendment, all of the Bill of Rights, as a matter of fact. It's all in their quest to be the definer of what rights are and what powers they have over us. And each of those small power grabs incrementally are empowering the government to do just that, to define for us what freedom is. If that wasn't evident during COVID, I don't know what was. So please give Do We Really Understand the Meaning of Freedom a read over at Underground USA, And then let's contemplate what the meaning of freedom is every time we hear a politician, elected official, or advocacy group tell us how free we are, even as they seek to impose their will upon us. Right now, this morning's segment on Talk Back with Chuck Wilder. Hello, Frank. How are you doing, sir? Mr. Wilder. Always that uh, certain, what is that uh, distinguished honor you put upon me there, <laughs> Mr. Wild? Yes, it just, it, ooh, it's just it's just a, stud, a statement of en, of endearing respect. Endearing respect, boy. And I'm I'm having a bad day today with my throat again. You know, it's kind of like uh, something's fighting me. You know, and I keep looking around for little baby Bidens. 
putting something in my drink. <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's a nightmare right out of the trilogy of terror. Yeah. Well, you know, there's a lot. Sure, is a lot going on right now, and it seems to be, uh, you know, the the whole thing is all of a sudden people are saying, "Wow, are they censoring stuff from us?" Uh, you know, uh, gee, look at all this that's going on. You know, and uh, and just uh, you know, in the last forty eight hours, you know. Elon Musk, and now uh, what was the one I was going to uh, really bring up to you? Oh, yeah. Uh, after several flip-flops, the United States Secret Service has finally revealed its possession of more than 100 records related to yet another Hunter Biden scandal, and this yeah. has to do with his gun, you know? Uh, do you yeah, think it's they're... going to bust wide open? I certainly hope so. Oh, I don't know if it's going to bust wide open. Uh, the DOJ hasn't done anything to date besides say that they've got information about his computer yeah. and they've got information about gun crimes. And they've got information about his illicit relationships with China and Ukraine and, and, a, and a boatload of other issues, but they never act. And that's because the, uh, the entirety of the executive, uh, the executive branch of the DOJ the people who run it, um, they have been politicized. And I was speaking about this with somebody else uh, recently, and they all, everybody wants to be amazed that it's, it's, they politicized the DOJ. They politicized the FBI. They're doing things for political reasons. This started under Bill Clinton. Oh, really? We wrote a book about this. I and, I and a couple of the writers back when I had the New Media Journal, we wrote a book about this called The Fraudulent Center. It was based on Hillary Clinton's run, but it exposed what the Clinton machine did in Washington that allowed her to to win that Senate that Senate race in New York. They had placed people in mid level and and lower upper levels at the DOJ and the FBI who would be careerists whose only task was to block these sorts of things from coming to pass. If it was an investigation, it was going to get slow walked. If it was uh, something that should have been an indictment, it was going to get slow walked or things were going to go missing. So we shouldn't be surprised at all that without a purge over at DOJ and FBI, and quite honestly, without a purge over at the State Department, that anything is going to change. That's why I was very surprised when Donald Trump won that his first stop wasn't the DOJ and the FBI and the State Department to thank the executive managers, <clears throat> pardon me, for their for their service, for for their years of diligence, and he was going to be accepting their resignations, and if they refused to resign, they were going to get reassigned to a rubber room somewhere in Alaska. You know, I think a lot of people, uh, Frank, they get they wonder: is it the problem, the main problem, the deep state? Is it? Uh, Republicans for not standing up, you know, to the to the beast, so to speak. Uh, what do you think? I mean, is there any possible way that that one party or the other should fix all this? Uh, well, I almost used a dirty word there. All this terrible stuff going on. It's that is impossible to do because the deep state is comprised of people from both parties. Right. This isn't a political issue. This is a governmental issue and a money issue. Um, yeah. Which yeah. uh, you've got K Street money deep, deep, deep into the deep state, and that means that government will always serve the olig the oligarchs in our in our country. Which is, uh, you know, I've got a piece up at 
Underground USA Today called Do We Really Understand the Meaning of Freedom? In which I look at the different the different forms of government in one section, and almost all of them, besides constitutional republic, has an oligarchy behind it. And whether it's fascism, whether it's a monarchy, whether whether it's a pure oligarchy, whether it's um, uh, a, a socialist democracy, there's always this ruling cabal that is behind the process. The process is for everybody else. The rules are made for the cabal. So right now, the solution to deep state is not to have somebody elected president who can throw the, the wrench in. That should have been done. That could have been done. We all thought it could have been done. We elected somebody like Donald Trump who wanted to throw the, the wrench into the machine, and we realized the machine is much stronger than just the wrench. Yeah, so you this call is going to come down. <laughs> you call it, what is it, the, the rich man's club? Rich man's club. Yeah. This is going to land on the governors, and and this is why, uh, you know, there are certain people who are disappointed or don't believe that Ron DeSantis isn't running for president, but he has alluded to this several times in several speeches, where he believes that there is too much work to be done at the level of governorship, and that governors have to come together to affect solutions. And I am very pleased to hear him say that because that's where the solution to deep state is going to come. It's going to be radical, but it is going to bring the government that's most present in a person's life back to the state level where it belonged in the very beginning per the 10th Amendment. And right now, I, th I think in your, your latest piece uh, is uh, you bring up there's that elite class, right, that uh, kind of... Uh, Oligarchs, yeah, I think that's yeah. what it is. Yeah. Well, they they are. Think about it. The richest people go and they, they get Biden's ear, or they get Trump's ear, or they get yeah. Bush's ear, or Obama's ear, or Clinton's ear, and and they advise. Well, that's oligarchy doesn't need to be a dirty word, but we do have to be brave enough to embrace that it exists. Well, and you and you have like a definition: anarchy, monarchy, uh, oligarchy, uh, oligarch. Uh, that is the rule of few, right? Slash tag, mm -hmm. well-connected, socially, financially, physically powerful. Gee, is there one there that I relate to? Socially, yes. I, I go to bingo occasionally. Okay, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. This is, the, this is where we are. We don't have a constitutional republic for everyone in this country. It's for the people that are the cogs in the machine. At the upper level, at the elite level, we live in an oligarchy. Very powerful people have influence over how legislation is, is crafted and what laws go into rule, what regulations are actually enforced. You know, we talk about this a lot, uh, these uh, selective prosecution. Some people can, you know, if we did what Hillary Clinton did with classified emails, we would be in supermax. <laughs> You know, but she hasn't even been charged, and and her her toady who lied before Congress wasn't even held in contempt of Congress. Yeah, and then her husband got a uh, ricochet, uh, not a, not a ricochet. What do you call it? Oh, ricochet. Yeah. Ricochet. Yeah, I'll be okay. I think. Uh, <laughs> you know, all of a sudden his uh, speaking tours went up. You know, fifty thousand dollars more. You know, uh, yeah. because of her helping the Russians. You know, and of course when you talks to when, the Russians. Yeah. <laughs> when you when you cross that line and you get into the elitist class, 
they, you know, you have to be, you have to be living with your head in the sand. If you can't see that once you cross that line, you enrich yourself off of what activists would call the common good. That's would not you, the way the frame framers had anything intended. The framers, yeah. in actuality, if you are a student of history, you understand that the framers believe that state governments should be the big government in your life if there was government at all in your life, and that the federal government was just supposed to fill in the cracks. We've got that turned upside down. Yeah, so when you talk about the different forms of government, uh, there are seven on your list, right? Mm-hmm. And... Most people think, well, there's maybe only two or three, you know, and that would be Republicans, Democrats, and Libertarians, <laughs> you know, are those who sit at home, right? Yeah, see, those are... Anarchy? The, uh, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Those are political parties, and we get... this. We talked about this a couple of weeks back, where I said people are confusing politics for government. And, and I've been preaching this for getting out 30 years now. Politics is not government. Politics is the art of getting elected. Government is a different animal once you get in there, but we've stopped doing that. It's politics all the time, and politics now owns government. So people think, well, it's Democrat or Republican. What government do we have? Well, we got a Democrat government now. No, that's not what it is. Governments are very specific. Anarchy, monarchy, oligarchy, republic, direct democracy tyranny and totalitarianism and the only one that actually serves the people and that is a mechanism that that serves the yeah. people and not the government or the or the elite is an accurate execution of a republic right that's why when ben franklin came out of the constitutional convention and and he was asked what kind of government do we have and and just in that question you can't tell me that the average person in the street back then is much more acutely aware of what government is than we are today. The woman asked Mr. Franklin, what, what government do we have? And he said, you have a republic if you can keep it. Right, yeah. And republic, the, def the description, indirect rule of citizens through representatives, rule of law, and here's the word, limited government. Boy. Exactly. That's going to be the hardest thing to get rid of, limited, I tell you. No, it's, when you have people who go to Washington and believe that, well, my job is to make laws. No, not really. Your job is to represent the people in the U.S. House of Representatives or the U.S. Senate. It's not to go and just continuously make laws that allows government to encroach on the individual's life. If anything, your job is to go in, into your chambers and try to figure out how to get government out of the way of the individual's life. That's what freedom is. Uh, so that was the question, the overall question of my piece. Do we even understand what freedom is anymore? We're told what it is. Our government tells us what our freedom is, but is it actually the truth? Are we free? If you're if you're a taxpayer. You understand, maybe not so much. If you didn't want to get vaccinated, you're thinking, maybe not so much. Yeah. You know, I can I can keep that list going. From you want to you want to buy a car? Look at the taxes on it. You want to buy it? You want to drive a car? Look at all the different limitations that you have on you, where you can go. Now it's going to be what kind of car yeah. you can own. Well, what about you want to buy food? Tax, tax, tax. You know, tax, tax, uh, tax. And, we... and now we're being now we're being told what kind of food we can buy. 
You know, as we go into this break now, Frank, I always remember I used to read uh, Reader's Digest quite a bit. Uh, mm-hmm. Not not so much anymore, but anyway. And it was a thing about uh, you had to realize that the Ten Commandments, okay, are now replaced by 99 million new laws. <laughs> That's how far we've come, you know. I've just made up the 99 million, but, you know, you know what I'm talking about. Hey, Frank Savato is going to continue in just a moment. He is the host of the Underground USA podcast and the website undergroundusa.com. Undergroundusa.com. Be right back. I spent a lot of time in the garage, but even more time in the rain and mud. In 95, I helped tow your moving trailer. And in 09, it was sparks from me, your chains, dragging behind your truck that accidentally started a wildfire. Spark a change, not a wildfire. Visit SmokeyBear.com, brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. Only you can prevent wildfires. You know, you, you say that our framers established a Republican based on a constitutional system of equality, appropriated representation in government that includes amendments uh, consisting of a Bill of Rights, uh, trying to read my own thing here, rights enumerated for the individual which the government was forbidden to encroach upon. Boy, they're sure mm-hmm. encroaching right now, aren't they? Oh, absolutely. And that's because the mindset of the uh, of the progressive left, and you know, I've taken to calling them the fascist left because, by definition, that's how they're ruling. They're ruling under a under a doctrine of fascism. Um, they believe because they believe, and this is getting into a book uh, called uh, "On Totalitarianism" by uh, Professor Desmet from from Belgium. He is the person who came up with mass formation psychosis theory which is very interesting when you look at what COVID was all about. Um, but he, he talks about this totalitarianism and how um, the far left, the progressive fascist left, because they saw the Enlightenment age being one that put science above religion when it came to understanding everything in the universe, that man is the alpha and the omega. And politicians looked at the, at the scientific way of thinking about things and said, well, if we can make man the alpha and the omega, then we get to bestow the rights. We legislate the rights. We can legislate what is a right and what is not a right. So that's the basis upon why they believe the Constitution is malleable. The Second Amendment says, undoubtedly, you have the right to bear arms. Mm-hmm. It doesn't say in some cases. says, <laughs> Right, the bare arms. Same but, way with freedom of speech, you know. Yeah. Or, or the practice of religion. Mm-hmm. But the people who think with a progressive fascist type of belief in their constitution says, well, because I'm the Alpha and the Omega, when times change, the need for that might change. So it's not really sacrosanct. We can build laws around it until the whole thing is neutered, and then it just doesn't apply anymore. You know, you know, so this is why you see this encroachment. This is the vehicle for that encroachment. And the more they encroach, the bigger the deep state grows, 
because there's more regulations that are put into place that supersede actual legislation. And that's where we are. Yeah. And you know, you, you touched on a perfect example that everybody should know, but, and I think it's probably one of the most debatable issues, not as much as it was, uh, because some people are finally catching on, but I'm talking about, uh, you know, COVID-19 and mm-hmm. the freedom to make your own medical decisions. You also have that. Uh, and talk about when they really took over, you know, that's like uh, almost like, you know, you, you practice and then you say, wow, you know, we got a real good team here. Nobody's going to be able to beat this team. And that's the way you feel that, you know, that you were up against whenever you were saying, I don't, I'm not too sure about taking all these shots, you know, mm-hmm. and it's, you still see the mask being worn, you know, so there's still the few out there. There are still people virtue signaling, and now it's become a political statement. Anybody who's yeah. still wearing a mask um, because they believe it's protecting them against COVID is is so grossly uninformed. I don't know where to begin. Even the CDC and the and the World Health Organization, even Dr. Fauci has come out and said they don't really do anything. They make you feel better, but they don't do anything. Um, the COVID issue is a perfect example of when I keep saying fascism, it's a perfect example of how they're executing their fascist form of government over the constitutional form of of government that we're supposed to have. The government couldn't come out and say, all right, if you don't, you know, you have to take, we're mandating the vaccine. You have to have it. Every person in the United States has to have the vaccine. Otherwise, we can put you in prison. Well, that was never going to fly. So they mandated vaccines for federal workers, or you'll lose your job. And then they got into bed with big corporations to say, you know, all you've got to do is mandate that your employees have it or you can lay them off. You know, it's under an emergency. Let them sue you. This is a special thing. We always wonder, too, uh, coming up on that break right now, but we always (laughs) wonder, too, how much money were these people making on the side by pushing this COVID, COVID, COVID? You know, Uh, we're going to take a break and then we'll continue with the one and only Frank Savato. He is a host of the Underground USA podcast, and his website is www.undergroundusa.com. Be right back. Did you know that Yopon is the only tea plant indigenous to the United States? Hi, I'm CJ, the owner of Emerald Coast Tea Company. We have a line of Yopon teas and Yopon tea blends that will open your eyes to tea that is literally made in the USA. Check out our entire line of teas at www.emeraldcoastteacompany.com. Honey, this ain't your mama's tea. My mother was always very active and independent, and she was familiar with her neighborhood. But one day, she stopped at the stop sign for much longer than usual. She wasn't even really sure where she was at. It's important for you to talk to someone about it. I felt so much better after my son told me, Mom, we'll figure it out. When something feels different, it could be Alzheimer's. Now is the time to talk. Visit alz.org slash stories to learn more. A message from the Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council. So, 
all of a sudden, and you knew it was probably going to happen whenever this whole thing broke out on COVID, uh, the government decided to go after people. And this doctor, Eric, is it Napute or Neput or do you know the correct pronunciation? N a p u t e. No, right. you're you're doing you're doing as well as I would. <laughs> ah, don't ever say that. My goodness, shame on you. Anyway, <laughs> he was the uh, very first doctor. Yes, he should be getting a medal. Anyway, that the federal government uh, went after accusing him of violating the 2020 COVID Consumer Protection Act. Boy, you know, mm-hmm. censorship in medicine. That's what it is, and that's what we're facing now. Boy, they, they, uh, I'm telling you, uh, it's well, going to come crumbling down, I hope, but we'll see. Uh, getting, getting back to what I was explaining, that it, yeah. it's exactly this. You've got the government getting in bed with big business who are mandating what will happen and what won't happen. It's not legislated. The, the, the federal government couldn't get legislation passed through Congress to mandate a vaccine for everybody. So they took a two-pronged attack. They got into bed with big business saying, this is a must. You know, we can talk about tax breaks later on, but this is a must. You've got to get your people vaccinated. And the people who are either woke on the, on the boards of these corporations or understood that, that doing a nicey-nice for the government will, will down the road be a chit they could call in, started mandating things in the private sector that government couldn't legitimately pass through legislation. That in and of itself, that unholy relationship and the coercion of of a free people by the private sector for the government's bidding is the definition of fascism. And once you have a fascist control, you can start boxing out individuals and boxing out opinions and boxing out uh, contrary points of view, whether it's based in fact or opinion. So this doctor, I'm going to say it, Naputi, I'm going to go with that. Um, he and people like like Dr. Malone, who's who's been very vocal on, on why this vaccine is not appropriate for COVID, um, but who also holds the patent for an, an mRNA vaccine technology. So he kind of knows what he's talking about. Um, they boxed them out because they didn't fit the narrative that the fascist oligarchy wanted to to foist upon not only the nation, but the world. Are we free? Were we free to have our medical choices? There are 30% of the people on the face of the planet who resisted this. And I'm, I'm proud to say that I'm one of them. Yeah. I got COVID. I took ivermectin. I took a tincture based in hydroxychloroquine. I took zinc. I took D. I took C. I drank my water. And boy, I was done with it in three days. And now I have natural immunity, which now all of the alphabet organizations say, you know what? Well, yeah, we were bad mouthed natural immunity before. But it turns out that after we were allowed to study it for a little while, natural immunity is the best kind of immunity you could have. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's funny. Remember, you, there used to be an expression. It seemed like, well, take two aspirins and go to bed. Right. Yeah. And the way the government is run now, you figure they would probably have a special deal. You know, Bill Gates would now be in charge of uh, buffering. Okay. 
So you weren't allowed to say, <laughs> take two aspirins and go to bed. No, it's take four bufferins and go to bed. My goodness. I mean, it's really almost that ridiculous, the way they just took over. It was like all of a sudden they've got a brand new pharmacy open, and it's called the USA government. And Pence, you know, uh, Pence, I think, is the one that led Trump wrong on the whole thing, you know. Pence and Fauci, uh, they were kind of together there, but well, I, I every, never had any faith in Pence. Every everybody in Washington at that level, and I'm I'm even going to allow this to include a little bit of Fauci, although I think he is an opportunistically evil man. Mm-hmm. He he may be well educated in what he is educated in, but I think that he turned a corner somewhere in his career away from doing what was ethically and morally good for humanity and and really engaged in some dark dark nasty stuff and he's lying about it and, and that's my opi- that, that, that's my chinese, opinion yeah the chinese that, that, on him. yeah ahead. that's my opinion so I, I don't need that the evil elf during the time of christmas the fauci on the shelf to come after me and try to sue me that's my opinion. Yeah. I'm not an expert in that field, but if it walks like a duck and it quacks like a duck, chances are it's a duck. Right. But when you right. when you get these people at this level, they are surrounded with either sycophants or or advisors that want to keep their jobs. So they tend to create an echo chamber around the people so that they can hear what they think is right. It's very rare today that you find an advisor at that level who's brave enough to say, you know what, Mr. President or Mr. Vice President or Mr. Director, you're just wrong. Yeah. And and here's the reasons why. That's a very rare thing in Washington, D.C., because once you hit that level, you don't want to lose your job. And, uh, you know, this is this is where the government of today is dramatically different than the government of yesterday. It seems like to me, Frank, that, uh, you know, the people ignore the fact, you know, that Fossey said things like, uh, well, the masks don't really work that well. But then the really biggie is about a week and a half or two weeks ago, whenever he was being interviewed and he came out talking about the Chinese and he says, you know, I got the whole thing about the lockup, you know, from the Chinese. I, I, I oh, was yeah. really impressed with the way they were locking their citizens up, you know, so that uh, COVID wouldn't spread. And, and uh, boy, when you get locked up in China, you know, they weld your door shut and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and adios. Yeah. Let's look specifically at Fauci's admiration for the Chinese. Boy, I was impressed with the way that they locked their people up. Yeah. He completely forgot he lives in a constitutional republic. He doesn't get to do that. You better come with a very strong case, and, and not just one that's full of alarmism and, and, and emotional exploitation. You better come with a strong case if you are going to quarantine even a small number of people in the United States, because that's an infringement upon their travel. That's an, an infringement upon their freedom, something that we are guaranteed. Even in, even the Declaration of Independence, we're guaranteed that. You know, so just to say, boy, I was impressed with a with a communist regime mm-hmm. welding their people in there because it was appropriate for the COVID response. Well, Doctor Fauci, do we actually know everything about COVID? Well, no, we don't. Well, 
guess you better get to work then if you want to make that case over here. Because right now, there are some very intelligent people who used to be colleagues of yours and people like Robert Malone who are saying, it's just a bad flu, people. And what do we do during a bad flu? We protect the vulnerable. We make sure that the elderly are not are are not face to face with it. There, more elderly people die of the regular flu than they'll ever die of COVID. Yeah, and uh, you know, pushing the flu flu around again. You know, and they yeah. like to mention the word COVID along with it anytime it uh, they find it appropriate. This is emotional manipulation to to manipulate you into doing what they want. We, we no longer, it's ironic that we live in the information age where you can go to a laptop, your smartphone even, and find out anything about anything if you take the time. If you, if you do just a little bit of research on anything, on COVID, on somebody who's running for office, on whether it's legal or not, you know, any, anything you want to, if you spend just a little time, you can broaden your horizons of your thought process on what you're hearing in the media. But we just can't be bothered with taking that time. It's honestly pathetic that when in an age where we have such access to information that can go as deep as a college course, a doctoral college course, that we're like, eh, I don't know. I think I want to listen to Shepard Smith. He's got a deep voice and a big head. So why don't we listen to him? Yeah. Why? Why? You know, you know Bill and- Gates. I, 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 we have to get vaccinated. I have. A, I'm throwing billions of dollars at vaccinations and vaccines yeah. and everything else. The guy built a computer in a garage. Now suddenly he's a, vir- a virologist. He's also the one buying up all the land, right? Farmland. Buying up farmland, yeah. yeah. And the one talking about, let's not eat meat. And he's a Crickets. big, big population control guy, along with everybody else over at the World Economic Forum. You know, I'm thinking about raising crickets, because I think that's the next <laughs> But they make so much damn noise, you know? Yeah, you you got to get mute crickets. It's like, it's like they want to make noise whenever it's time to go to sleep, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, if you if if you if you like crickets, just start looking at the labels on the food that you're consuming because they're slowly but surely putting cricket protein, insect protein as fillers into the foods you are buying in your stores. Oh boy. Well, there I go. I'm gonna have to buy a new magnifying glass, I guess. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. You and me really? both. And isn't it amazing too that at the same time with the COVID lockdown. All of a sudden, how they start, uh, and I don't know if it's with COVID or just the fact that uh, the Democrats got into the into the party ruling. Uh, but all of a sudden, you know, they've got to start teaching the children, uh, you know, that sex is the most important thing in school. And it is. It's only a three-letter word, you know. I mean, I used to have problems, you know, with the one any of them that had more than five letters, you know. But <laughs> anyway. Uh, you know the the, the teaching of together, didn't it? the teaching of sex in school used to be called biology. Yeah, true. Now we can't just teach biology and the and the actual creation of life through the splitting of cells and how that happens and what needs to happen in the body because that wouldn't fit the narrative that 
boys can be girls and girls can be boys, or they can identify as doorknobs or whatever they want to do. But yes, once you get one party rule and the leader of that party is ideologically fringe, and that's what's in office right now. And, and that's why the American people who voted for just a slight bit of change should be applauded. And the people who voted for the status quo in these past midterms, you had better look yourself in the mirror and wonder why you did what you did. Because right now we have a government that is so ideologically fringe that they believe drag queens should be talking to your kindergartners about how normal they are. Now, I don't care if you want to be a drag queen. God bless you. Go ahead and be the best drag queen you can be. If you want to identify as a plant or a furry whatever, because I believe there's people out there that are doing that, or you want to identify as a light bulb, be my guest. But you can't tell me I must accept that as normal. Because it's not. I don't hate you because of the way you think. I just don't think you should be telling my children that this is normal. They can know you right. do this. They can know you believe that, that there's people yeah. out there that think this way. That's a well-rounded individual. But don't you dare tell my kid that that's normal. I would always wonder what would happen. I think I may have told you this a long time ago, but you know how the children could identify of whatever they want to be, you know, and da-da-da-da-da, boy, girl, whatever. And it was the whatever was even getting out of control. And I said, I mm -hmm. would love for some little boy or girl, maybe in the sixth or seventh grade, to identify as a donkey and, you know, let it go for about three days. And then on the fourth day, have a gentleman, you know, or a couple of gentlemen, <laughs> uh, bring in a bale of hay. You know, when it was like noontime, time to yeah. for lunch. You, you've got to see what you, kind of reflection and, and flashback you'd get. In. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the that's the the government subsidized lunch program for donkeys. Yeah, but all Th of a there's a be, well, you can identify as everything but an animal. All of a sudden, there is a a a heart wrenching and shocking podcast that Glenn Beck has out currently with a young girl. She's eighteen. That went through the trans process because at 13, she decided she wanted to be a boy. Yeah, yeah. And at 18, she is saying, I made the biggest mistake of my life. Why did adults let me do this? I was just a child. Was she and, the and one that was also on uh, Tucker Carlson because he had a yes. uh, lady did that too. Yeah, same one. Yes. Yeah. This is this is what we need to look at when you have these extremist ideologues saying we we need to embrace what four percent of the population is saying as the norm, and that's going to be the most important thing we teach in schools. No. Yeah. No. Boy, they they want to make sure that doesn't pop up in schools, huh? No. No. You know, would, if, 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 a if, if a parent can still, if, if a parent can get sued in a court of law because of the actions of their children until they're 18 years of age, then that means until 18 years of age, and that's being, that's being really, really liberal here, at 18 years of age, they shouldn't be able to decide anything like that for themselves because they haven't developed emotionally or mentally yet. All right. And quite honestly, if you told me in my 20s that I knew everything in the world, I'd probably agree with you, but I didn't. <laughs> yeah, I know. Frank Zavato, undergroundusa.com. That's underground, 
USA.com. Be right back. Some people won't give you the real talk on drugs, but it's time we know the facts. Fentanyl is killing people. It's a powerful opioid, often made illegally and commonly mixed with illicit drugs. It can even be pressed into counterfeit pills that resemble prescription medications. Just two milligrams, about the size of a few grains of sand, could potentially be lethal. This isn't an ad to scare you, but it is an ad to make you think twice. Get the facts. Go to realdealonfentanyl.com. This message is brought to you by the Ad Council. You also uh, get into managing your own finances uh, in your latest report. Uh, uh, boy, they, they just take care of everything, don't they? You know, uh, what can we pick on now? Pick on now. You know, it's uh, it's unbelievable. It's uh, supposed to be land of the free, huh? <laughs> happens when you have a, a government that is too big. There are, there are too many elements that are able to look at all aspects of your life to figure out how they can tax how they can control and how they can socially engineer through emotional manipulation. That's, that's why this, this behemoth centralized government was never, ever the vision of our framers, ever. Centralized government was something that reminded our framers of monarchies and kings and courts and oligarchies. They wanted us as far away from that as possible, so we became a union of 50 separate states with 50 separate constitutions. And you can see when you try to reverse this in the decision with Roe versus Wade, where they, where they overturned that, it wasn't that, oh, abortion is, is, is illegal. That wasn't even close to what the Supreme Court said. What they said was, we never should have ruled on it because it's not an issue for the federal government. This is an issue for state governments. If California wants to abort people up to the age of Gavin Newsom, they can legislate that and try and, and try to make it happen. If Florida believes it's uh, it's uh, you know twelve weeks is enough or fifteen weeks is enough, if you can't make up your mind by then, then then this is it's unacceptable. Sorry, there's alternatives. Then Florida can do that. But that's the beauty of the American experiment. We aren't all gray cogs in the machine. Even our states aren't gray cogs in the machine. We, we specialize in different things. What's, what's intrinsic in Florida is not intrinsic in Montana. What is important to the urban centers of Illinois, New York, and, and, and L.A. Are, are not necessarily cogent to places like Kansas City. But that's the beauty of America. And the left just wants to say, How's the, what's the easiest path to control? How do we control them all? Let's make them all the same. And you know, there are actually, to show you how far off I am here, <laughs> there are actually states where windmills don't work for energy, believe it or not. <laughs> you know? I, landed in, I, I landed in Palm Springs many oh, years boy. back to visit some friends, and I saw that windmill farm and not one turbine was moving, and That's... it just raped that yeah. countryside where those windmills were. It was horrible. I thought, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I thought, well, they must have discovered a river that's uh, making all the... <laughs> yeah, I'm right with you. I went up to look at the uh, the air museum there, you know, and, and it was like, same thing, same thing. It was, sh- it was shocking. It was shocking what they yeah. did to that beautiful piece of nature. 
So you can't tell me you're an environmentalist if you believe in windmills. Well, somebody got rich on that, I'll tell you. Absolutely. I think it's uh, NW Company, yeah. Isn't that Newsom Windmill Company? (laughs) (laughs) Welcome Wilson Waters. Yeah, Wilson, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Newsom Waters Pelosi Power. There you go. You got it. Hey, Frank Savato, thank you very much, sir. Look forward to our next visit. Go to undergroundusa.com. Frank Savato, S A L V A T O. Thank you, Sway. Thank you for listening, and God bless the United States of America. Please rate the podcast, leave a comment if you can. We are now hosted on Substack, so get the Substack app and subscribe to Underground USA and get involved in the chat on each of these episodes and each of the articles. Your voice can be heard and it cannot be censored by anybody at Facebook or Twitter there. It's exclusively ours. Be sure to sign up for the Substack also at undergroundusa.com. You're listening to Underground USA. My name is Frank Salvato. We'll be right back. This podcast is a production of the Compass Point Group. Hey, this is Judson Carroll with Southern Appalachian Herbs Podcast. One thing Frank always reminds me to mention is that my books and my podcasts are not limited to my region of the Southern Appalachian Mountains. I'm a master herbalist with a working knowledge of hundreds of herbs that are available all around you no matter where you live and keep your family in optimal health. I'm now offering a free newsletter through Substack. Please find me on Substack at Judson Carroll Master Herbalist or JudsonCarroll.com and I look forward to communicating with you in the future. Thanks. Thanks.